Hello, friends. Welcome to Monday, June the 5th. Thanks for joining me for today's episode of Enough for Today. We start a new week. We celebrated a great weekend at Emmanuel, and uh, we're pressing forward. And I will be recording the next two sets of Monday to Friday, uh, pre-recording, because Dana and I are starting a short early summer break. Um, and so we're going to be restoring and celebrating her birthday and enjoying some downtime together the next couple weeks. Um, so we're going to dive into Psalm 79. We read this uh, on Friday. We set it up and uh, we're going to press into it now. I've been thinking about this psalm and this psalm is, I think it's very applicable to us for this reason. This is a God fearing follower, a faith-filled person who's living through the results of national apostasy. So, you know, the Bible addresses nations. God addresses nations and leaders as well as um, individuals. And we have this individual walk with him and yet, as a nation, Israel had a national relationship with God. And their national blessings, their national strength, their national redemption and deliverance was really attributed to that covenant relationship they had with him. And the reason I say it's interesting is because um, when you look at American history, we have also somewhat of a national history with God as a nation. The founders of our country were committed to the moral laws and principles and framework of honoring God. Even though they all didn't know Jesus as Savior, they did essentially covenant our nation to be a Christian nation in principle, in foundational value. And um, though that's, that there's a diversity in the founding of America, and lots of people came to the new land for nothing but material gain, and though there are lots of sins and national blights on the history of America, I'm not saying America's been a perfect country, and I'm certainly not saying that America replaces Israel or anything like that. I'm saying that there's, there's patterns that are being repeated in our national walk with God and our national apostasy that are very similar to uh, the nation of Israel in the Old Testament. That's why I think there's some parallels because I don't know about you, but I feel and I, I deal personally with this tension of, of my Christian love and loyalty to Jesus as my Savior and Lord and his highest and ultimate kingdom far above the kingdom, quote unquote, of America. And yet, as an American, I have been raised to uh, be patriotic, deeply patriotic, and to love my country and to thank uh, God for the liberties that we have that are really based on the Judeo-Christian ethic and the Judeo-Christian worldview. And, and in large part, a country that has elevated God, historically speaking, not now, but el historically, and elevated the gospel and the liberty to preach the gospel, freedom of religion, freedom of speech, um, and these things that are so embedded in the Constitution, uh, in the Declaration of Independence, and so many other things. So uh, I guess here's my point. I love my country in principle, in liberty, in biblical view and values. I love what my country was and to some degree is, but I don't love what's happening in my country in terms of the national apostasy, apostasy when I see the wickedness in the highest leaders of the land, 
in the highest places of the land, uh, projected in the highest and loudest ways of the land and all of the mainstream media and all of the government and all of the corporate uh, mainstream evil and wickedness and God-denying realities are being thrust into the forefront in a way that is no longer overt or below the surface or hidden in any way. It's evil has taken his mask off. We see Satanism and pagan worship right out on the mainstream. I mean, it is not hidden at all. And so our national sins are growing and growing. And I feel like uh, I'm, I'm in the straight betwixt two as a believer and as an American. I celebrate my country, but I fear for my country and I grieve for my country and I mourn for my country. Um, and so the reason I set all this up is that here is a God-fearing mourner and griever who loves God and is being faithful to God, but he's walking, he or she is walking faithfully with God through national decline and the ensuing chastening and judgment of God that befalls a nation nationalistically, okay? Now, um, that said, we know as believers that God is gonna walk with us, protect us, provide for us, no matter what. And that's always been the case of followers of God, even through national decline, even through national apostasy. Our mission is to stay faithful to God, though a remnant, and then to stay loving and declaring the gospel of Jesus as light. A loving remnant and a loud light. Is that possible? Loud light? Anyway, loving and light. We should be uh, loyal to God, loving to others, and light of the gospel, even though our nation is in decline. And one reason I believe that it's so essential for us today is that the darker the night, the brighter the light. The darker evil is, and the more overt, the more out loud, the, the more the mask comes off and, it, and Satan is revealed as just uh, obviously real and evil, the, the more there will be hearts who had kind of ruled out the supernatural who will then go, whoa, I better take another look at Jesus because we do hold the hope of redemption. So now I'm eight minutes in and I haven't even read um, the first part of this psalm. So let me do this now that I've set it up and how I think it applies to us. Let's read the first five verses. O God, the heathen are come into thine inheritance. Thy holy temple have they defiled. They have laid Jerusalem on heaps. The dead bodies of thy servants have they given to be meat unto the fowls of the heaven. The flesh of thy saints unto the beasts of the earth. Their blood have they shed like water round about Jerusalem, and there was none to bury them. We are become a reproach to our neighbors, a scorn and derision to them that are round about us. How long, O Lord, wilt thou be angry forever? Shall thy jealousy burn like a fire? So what, a, what an ugly setup to something that was a song that was prior to that, a poem penned in prayer by an ancient Israelite that was then brought into the, into the um, framework of, of, of the songs and the teaching of the temple. So uh, it's a dark setting and it's a dark start revealing the chastening, the judgment, the intervention of God, dealing with his servants who have turned away from him, dealing with uh, his, his saints who have rejected him and turn to paganism, and turn to idolatry. Remember, this was a dark time in the nation of Israel. We're talking about the Babylonian invasion, and we're talking about 
God finally sweeping in and saying, okay, we're going to take away your national identity because you've turned away from me and you refuse to turn back. You refuse to humble yourself. So now we're going we're gonna to destroy the nation. We're going to send the remnant into exile in Babylon. And we come to this phrase, how long, which is a very common phrase in dark times. How long, O Lord? And so if you're like me and you feel the tension between celebrating your country and your liberty and grieving your country and the pagan apostasy that we see all around us, uh, we too can look up with hope and say, how long, O Lord? Because we know it won't be long. So I'm going to leave it there for today. We'll dive into these verses one through five a little more tomorrow and then press forward. But, uh, but keep your eyes on the Lord. And our goal is to be love, to be loyal to God, and to be light. And so I hope you'll be that today. Have a great day.